episode nine of In at the Side. I'm Dom Harbin. I'm joined by JK and Neil Williamson. And this evening, we're joined by the man who does this. Can he get through? Yes, he can. has to let it bounce, and that means that Sinotti shrugs off one challenge, shrugs off two.
back then I was quite young, to be honest. Um, I didn't really know the difference, and I wasn't even in, I wasn't even thinking about like what what your what your question was, because back then rugby was just rugby, and so I try to use going to Hawks Bay as a gateway to trying to crack the super. Back then it was like the Super Twelve. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I tried to use that to try and um, make it into the Super 12, but obviously that didn't work out. So um, it was either Hawks Bay or Biarritz at the time that I was that I was going to go to. So I chose to stay home and go to Hawks Bay. Uh, didn't pan out by me um, securing a contract for the Super. So that went down the drain, and then I landed in Italy. Fair enough. Very nice. So what? So obviously you you went over to back to Hawks Bay and to try to secure your contract. You know. Obviously, not you mentioned it didn't work out. You know, what mental, you know, did that mentally set you back anyway? Or, you know, were we just so motivated, so focused on the goal, or, you know, it didn't bother you? You know, did it have any effect on you? So, my mind thought and everything like that was like, it did affect me. I was like, so for me to like actually come home and like actually play back then, it was called NPC for Hawke's Bay, um, yeah. like I was, I was feeling different types of emotions. Like I was excited, I was scared, you know, but nervous, but they're, they're scary nervous at the same time, if you know what I mean. So it's like happy yeah. nervous, but yeah, you know, like, Get a little first, going. <laughs> yeah, it's your, your, like butterflies and stuff. Cause it was a dream and it was always, it was always good for my family to see me actually play rugby in the actual country. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And so, now, now tonight, obviously, you play for um, Newcastle Falcons. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you guys are in Premiership every year. Um, is there a team out of anyone in particular you're looking forward to playing against the most? Yeah, you, it's mainly the top teams yeah. that I find um, I get the best benefits out. So it's whether it's uh, Saracens, Exeter. Mm-hmm. Who else who's been on top for the last couple of years? Get out. Get out. Oh my gosh, mate. They love my bogey team every time. <laughs> every time they do well. Yeah. Um, you don't that either. And then. I don't. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, all the top teams, you always look like as a competitive rugby player, you always want to challenge yourself against the best. So just to name a few. Yeah, so. yeah. Do you got any mates that you want to sort of uh, run over in the first couple of games of the season? You got any mates that play for other teams that you think, right, I'm gonna gonna stump my claim on this? Well, there's a new breed coming in, so obviously, like I've been playing in the championship, mm-hmm. and so I mean, out of frustration, like, out of frustration at the time, I took the BT Sport uh, channel off. <laughs> 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 so, so I don't watch. I don't watch pretty. Uh, pretty much didn't watch no uh, Premiership rugby. Just followed like obviously results and whatnot. But I've been seeing. I've been seeing a lot lately coming up on like my feed and stuff. Like there's a lot of new breed like wingers who play in my position come through. Which is like, I mean, as an old timer now, looking down at like, um, looking towards, I'm um, like, you know, the, the premiership. You kind of admire it, uh, admire these kids. Yeah. Once you get to yeah. my age, you think, wow, they're, they're completely taking the, the my position into another level, which is crazy and yeah. good at the same time. Because when you get to my age, you kind of, um, you kind of like, you know, um, just admire what what the, what these kids are doing at the moment because when you're coming towards your your the end of your career you kind of take it all in and stuff so yeah no no it's good to see but at right. the same time trying to answer trying, sorry trying to answer your question 
of course, mate. Like it's a competitive sport. I'm gonna I'm turn up and like. Well, so obviously I've got a lot of friends, but then once once that whistle blows, we're not friends for eighty minutes. So he's the young as the old ones. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so how has life in the championship been this well this season? You know, has it been? Um, I think it was Toby Flood who uh, came out and said that um, it felt like a hollow promotion um, due to obviously. Uh, getting the season cut short and then going up through like a simulation process. Is that, is that a feeling across the, across the squad? Um, obviously I can't speak for the squad, but to be honest, if the way we got promoted, I was quite happy just to, just to even take it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to lie, mate. Like winning's winning. The start, yeah. Winning's winning. And I remember from the start how I was feeling uh, like personal wise I'm not going to speak about the team but personally like I remember being relegated and how I felt and I was yeah. like like there is no way I don't want to like to, uh, nothing against the championship but I did not want to play championship rugby yeah just considering just considering my age and everything like I wanted to finish on the high note oh well I'm still playing I'm still actually I'm still actually in the game but like you know I could I felt like hang on I couldn't afford like one more year going into the championship and then coming in at like 35 into the prem and expected to like you know stay on my game and be as yeah. like that's I was just looking at, at at that kind of perspective like you know in terms of like you know my age and everything I still wanted to play top level rugby I felt it at the same time but yeah obviously I got over that and then played in the champ which was uh such an experience definitely in terms of the premiership next season um do you think uh the premiership will suffer with saracens not being there do you think the standard maybe won't be as high or do you think that that i mean what what are your thoughts on it what do you think if gloucester weren't there it'd be a whole different matter just considering on 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 Saracens, like you know, like obviously they're one of the like the best teams, which like probably in the world. Mm-hmm. And for 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 them to see, or oh, for for what whatever reason happened happened, them mm-hmm. going down and stuff. Like I'm not going to get into like the business, the way like like act like I know what happened, but like yeah, it does make it does as a personal level, it does affect in terms of. You want you wanting to play the best as a competitive mm. player. Yeah, but it's a, like you know it is what it is. It's out of my hands. Obviously, they're going down, which is you know their issue. But uh, yeah, as a player's point of view, you, you, yeah, you kind of always it's, it's, it, yeah it's, want to test yourself. Of course, but like yeah. obviously you can't speak because you know they've done they've broken the the law somehow. Mm. So I can't speak on them, but yeah. yeah. It makes for an interesting championship next year, at least. Uh, well, say interesting. We kind of know what's going to be the results for that. But given I know, I know. Come from the coming from the championship, can you see it be a big impact to the championship rather than an impact to the Premiership? It's going to be more championship. So it's going to be it's going to demoralise a lot of teams. I think it will be an. It's, so it's pretty much just a waiting game for Saracens. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, then. With their, their wider squad and what and, and the potential they got in their team with the, with their leadership, I think it's a it's a breeze. Just to, mm. so they're pretty much just going to bite the bullet for one season and then come straight up. 
by the looks of it, especially when you're cutting, especially when you're cutting the championship budget in half for the other yeah. teams who can't, who yeah. like it's going to struggle this, to compete against this top team. But will that budget not? Do you not think that budget will affect Saracens as well because it'll be under their budgeting rather than the Premiership? So they're going to lose crazy. out a lot of money. Crazy. Do you think that's going to have a massive impact on them as well? Especially, of course, of course, mate, of course it is. It's just going to be like a disadvantage to the other teams straight off the bat. I mean, I think Saracens can even afford to feel like their B team if they have a B team. I mean, yeah. they've got so much talent around the field. They live and breathe winning because they've won. They've won so many. You know, obviously, like silverware. That's what you do as a team. If you if you live and breathe it, and you win all the time. It's like unacceptable to lose. Yeah, so, um, so you see a lot in the a lot of people talking about it, a lot in the media that they obviously believe Sarah's going to give you know the boys playing for England a lot of time off because they're playing the championship now. Going down was was uh, did you feel like there was more rotation in the Newcastle team for the championship season or were you just all out focused you know in it to win it or did they look and think look we're probably going to we can easily get a win here we'll uh, you know you get a few more weeks off more weeks rest uh to be honest from players point of view i thought we were going to rotate because we were that good yeah i thought we were going to rotate more players uh obviously blood a few players just to get them ready for like promotion wise and stuff obviously um i found myself playing a lot which was um you know an experience but a, a good one i would mm-hmm. say and um but yeah i thought we'd rotate and uh you know, obviously, like, you know, get the youth in there a bit more just to mix it up, get them um, some experience. So when we get back up to the Prem, like, you know, we're all well equipped. And like, so we've got a, a wider range of experience coming in if someone wants to happen. Yeah. So like, in the, like you know, to each each player. But um, uh, moving forward, I think uh, we've done well. I mean, just to go like, uh, hmm. just to go uh, unbeaten. No, definitely. It's really good. Uh, moving on to um, internationals as well. So obviously you've had um, some time with the, the Samoan international team. Um, I think the last time I remembered was you beating my team to qualify for the World Cup, which I wasn't very happy about. Just putting that there. <laughs> clarify who your team is, JK. Well, I, well, given the fact that they, Samoa beat Germany to get into the World Cup, wasn't you didn't the... mention Germany? Huh? You didn't mention it. Carry on. What do you mean you didn't mention? <laughs> Um, how was it being obviously coming into the uh, the qualification and obviously being asked to uh, return to international rugby to obviously help them qualify and get to the world stage again mate so that that tour alone was pretty much a highlight of my career as well so yeah. obviously I didn't push on after that uh, after that but um, you know just being involved in that tour and that setup was like such a blessing and for me to like be involved in a team that got promoted to actually uh, for the rest of the guys to go to the World Cup was so good to see. I mean, obviously Germany gave us a real good game um, when we had to play them back at the, um, yeah. their country. And uh, mate, when we got the win, we were so happy just to get that promotion because they we played them the first time and um, obviously we done really well, but they really yeah. pushed us to the second game. So no, nah, it was good. Okay. Um, one question I want to ask, Um Obviously, you were born in New Zealand and played for Samoa. Um, mm. 
Now, there's a lot of other players that do the same for other countries all over the world. Um, I was just wondering, I mean, if you just take the home nations, for example, at the world last World Cup, uh, Ireland had four players that obviously weren't born in Ireland. Uh, England had six. Wales had seven. Scotland had 12. That's just the home nations. Would you support or do you see the claim in the fact that if the rules were changed and you yep. could only play for the country you were born in, um, mm. I mean, I, it's my opinion. I think the teams like Samoa, Fiji would be some of the strongest teams in the world because yep. the amount of players that play for other teams uh, that were either born in the islands or in other places, um, do you think it'd be a great leveler? Do you think that if that was the rule, do you think that a lot of the teams' structures would change across the world? Does this matter where you were born, or this is this my scenario I'm making? I'm just saying, if the rule was changed to wherever yeah. you were born is who you play for, um, yeah. do you think that would be a good leveler? Do you think because there's, there's, you know, New Zealand got a lot of Fijian born Fijian players, yeah, and vice versa. Do, do you think that would be a great leveler? I do, in a sense, but I do like the, um, I do like the fact that. Um, you know, Ireland, for instance, England, for instance, is like kind of multicultural. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like the All Blacks as well. So, um, but then that transition, like for instance, like how the All Blacks, how like say if you had one one test, you're not able to play for another team. Right. I, I for another international team. Sorry, if you were like Tongan, Fijian, or someone, I find that kind of like, you know, uh, restricted in terms of like um, for guys like you know, obviously. A lot of guys who want to go push on and still mm -hmm. play international who have obviously moved to Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of find it like uh, frustrating in that in that point of view. But um, no, like I like I quite like um, teams that that are multicultural because it, it brings you know actually brings rugby to another level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, it'll, it'll be boring watching like you know just Irish just the Irish people like be in Ireland and yeah. South Africans, you know what I mean? And need to be yeah. multicultural in my eyes to mm -hmm. see like, you know, excitement in the game because yeah. I just think it'll be boring. Oh, Ireland <laughs> Scotland would be pants. We just would not have a team. <laughs> <laughs> England, England would be okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, so, to each of their own, but like, obviously, like, you know, when I see, for example, when I see Manu, like, take the field, Mate, already, already, when you see his name on the name shit on a team sheet, he's like bringing excitement to me. So yeah. that, that's team just with all the two laggies, all just in one team. I would be scared. Well, by my new rulings, by my new rulings, Mako would be playing for New Zealand and Billy would be playing for Australia, technically. So, uh, yeah. Villa Bolivar, yeah. Neil's new laws. <laughs> oh mate, those but we have so good. Team then, so. Uh, Scenario, scenario, Neil. Scenario, Neil strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> any, other, any, any other scenarios, Neil? Oh, loads, <laughs> more, yeah, loads more. No, no, because we'll be here forever. Um, <laughs> well, so you've gone from full-time training, full-time rugby. You've been at it, um, hammer and tongue to win, uh, obviously win the championship. Obviously, now that's having to take an absolute nosedive to not being around the lads, not doing that, and obviously a lot of people are going to start feeling that mentally. Um, I think you, you mentioned it before, um, that you started getting into a routine, but it was a struggle starting to lift weights and things. Obviously, is that a kind of the same feeling within the team? Um, obviously, from what you're hearing from guys are starting to think, oh, itchy feet, I want to get back out there ASAP and start to kind of feel this isolation a little bit mentally. 
Not really, mate. I mean, I've only probably spoken to one person since the isolation, which was today when I was out uh, with my walk with my daughter. Um, obviously, one of the players, Tom Ascott, who, you know, was, uh, plays fullback for us, he gave me a call just to check up how I was doing and whatnot. And um, That's good. I saw, mate, uh, you know, the last couple of days hasn't been easy, uh, just in terms of isolation and, be, like, and you know, being in the professional sport, which is rugby, mm-hmm. I think um, rugby is like, well, I think this the situation has surpassed actual rugby at the moment. Yeah. So in my point, in my point, yeah, mate, in my point of view, I'm not even thinking about rugby. I'm just thinking about trying to get sorted because this is bigger than actual rugby. Rugby is just a, it's just a sport when it comes to things like this. People are actually, people are actually dying. It's not like I'm a professional in it, but I'm I'm just seeing, you know, I'm just seeing results and like this is serious business. And rugby is not even near close to my mind. It's about like trying to get over this. Yeah. This yeah. is probably this is history here. This is one of this is crazy. Which is the biggest thing that's happened in any of our lifetimes, that's for sure. You know, at the end yeah. of the day. Let's just even, say that. Even, even at wartime, you know, yeah. they people were still allowed to go out and about. Yes, yes, red lights off, you know, at a certain time of night. But this is unparamount. This is something that we've never experienced ever. Exactly. As a world. This is this is see that's where I'm getting to because I'm actually going through it, actually seeing what's happening, and then, mate, you're not thinking about rugby or, or what's or what's going on there. You're you're out on the streets and you're actually thinking about people walking like t- actually like yeah. two meters, yeah. away. ten meters. Mm-hmm. It's that serious. You're walking out. You're bloody. It feels like an apocalypse, mate. Like hardly any cars around. And it's yeah. like this is England. Like it's usually like ram busy, blah blah blah. People going to work, going doing what they're doing. So like a, it's like a, a ghost town. You know what I mean? It's, it's okay. eerie, spooky, isn't it? scary mate and then, yeah. honestly as rugby can't compare obviously that's the topic but this is the main topic to be honest because yeah. we're going through it right now and wow. the question i've been asking a lot of our guests recently that's why they call me scenario neil um, yeah. <laughs> you play with at the moment at newcastle and any players you've played in the past if you had to be locked down for two weeks not leaving the house at all right people bringing you food who would make it an absolute nightmare someone you played with you would at least like to share a house with for two weeks. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a harder question than who would make it a nice time, isn't it? Yeah, nah, that's easy. It'll probably be the least person that, um, it'll probably be Longo Vee Molipola. Why is that? <laughs> because he'll just annoy me with his snoring. <laughs> 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 and, and who would make it a dream out of everyone you play with who, who would make it easy two weeks of dreams that's easy I've got a few mate but just to name one I'll say probably Tane Takalua yeah why is that would he, would he look after you no nah, not really he's just on this game 24-7 that I can pretty much just walk around with him not not, not even knowing where where I am and what <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he's got no crack. He's all about a game and no crack. Oh, <laughs> he's good. We've been rooming for years, so like, yeah, he just came to mind straight away. <laughs> Excellent. Right. So one of the one of the things um, I, I noticed recently, uh, obviously some of the charity work you recently became an ambassador for Inspire. Obviously, yeah. you want to obviously talk about that. What's going on? How that came about? 
Oh, so um, yeah, I just joined LinkedIn like a couple of days ago, to, uh, and then you know, obviously they reached out to me. I read the, uh, you know, obviously the profile and everything. I kind of liked it. He got in touch with me. I read, you know, what the whole uh, procedure was, and I was like, I pretty much just said, yeah, I'm happy to jump aboard. I'll jump on the board and, uh, you know, represent them. Um, obviously, at this time, I'm happy to, I'm happy to help out, mate. Free of charge, free of anything. Like, there's no. You know, there's yeah. no fee, there's no funny business. It's just for me, if I'm, if I'm, if I, if I can like, you know, give a shout out to someone who needs it at this time, at this time point, I'm happy to do it. Like it was a no-brainer. We do appreciate it as well, now. Yeah. So when he reached out and told me everything, the Y's and yet the X and blah blah blah, blah like you can, you can get paid for us. No, 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 that. Like I'll, I'll be happy to do this for free. Uh, you know, for anyone who's uh, who's in, who's in a worse case than I am. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. Okay, brilliant. JK, have you got any more points to add? Uh, no, not, uh, not from that. Obviously, we're a mental health charity. Um, we do a lot uh, for things like martial and men's minds. Just to give your right take on what you feel should people should be doing with the mental health, what they should be uh, doing to better talk to people if they are in a sticky situation. What your, your take on things? To be honest, I don't know too much about mental health, um, but I do, obviously, I do know some people who are affected by it. Sorry. And um, it's, from what I know, it's real. It's actually real. It's especially real in my line of work. Um, so, obviously, you go through your ups and downs, your sad moments, you know, your, your, so, Obviously, boys like found who struggled this year in terms of playing in the prem. I mean, sorry, in the championship, would come to training and not have the same attitude like every yeah. day, and so their mindset would be up and down, up and down. I, I can only talk from experience because I was going through the same thing. So I was coming to work and I was feeling like, oh, I don't want to be here. Like, you know, how am I going to get excited to get me up? Like, you know, it was such a mind, like a mental game. Like, you know, obviously coming to training and like, so there was no motivation. So yeah. you had to kind of just like try and find motivation to like motivate yourself. Especially, because okay. I'm not, I'm, not going to lie, like coming into games and playing, obviously playing in the championship from the Prem and being the first time in the championship, like, my mindset was like always premiership, so it was quite tough going into the like championship. Coming to trainings, mentally mentally like train and everything, you had to like dig deep, um, which was easier than some people than not, if you get what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So there was always a mental battle in, in that in that aspect of uh of things. But no, that mental illness is so serious to the point where people actually like, you know commit suicide and obviously uh, it affects a lot like I've looked into it a little bit it affects um, players a lot you know in my in my line of work especially when you retire mm. that can have a massive effect on your mental health I imagine um, mate a massive a massive yeah. effect so if you're not actually transitioning prior to like your exit or your retirement you can struggle yeah. you can struggle which you know it's proven like throughout the um, throughout the years like with guys like you know transitioning out without no plan B, mm -hmm. will go through some sort of like mental you know mental yeah. illness, whether or some kind of like 
mental, like something yeah. that's not quite there. And yeah. you, what's, what's, if you don't mind me asking, what's your plan being when you eventually retire? Are you going to go into commentary, coaching? What's on the scorecard for yourself? So I'm basically just trying to gain as much experience, trying to utilise this uh, this time right now to gain as um, as much as experience as possible. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I mentioned like um, I'm really into real estate at the moment. Mm. Uh, you know, would like to build something like you know, like to build a nice portfolio. Yeah. Uh, I would like to look into the business to see if I want to like you know venture in that in that aspect. Um, currently doing a PT course, which is uh, good to do just to keep busy yeah. while with my uh, my wife and daughter. And um, and so and then October I would st- I'm going to start a business and management course, which is um looking forward to. So yeah, I'm just trying to gain as much I'm just trying to gain as much uh, experience as possible. So um, when I do transition out, like you know I do actually have some qualifications and stuff. Mm. It's not just a, yeah. just a shock, is it? Um, no, so exactly. So, like, I'm just speaking on my. Uh, so I, there's one thing that was good about um the championship is being to, being able to multitask. Like you know, like so I could do both. Like I could play rugby and then I could put some focus, um, on like you know transitioning into life after rugby. Yeah. Because what I've been the oldest winger for couple of years now and I'm still in the game <laughs> you know what I mean like so if you know it's like you don't see no 34 year olds playing these days or running around on the wing like anymore it's like crazy so like yeah I'm sure when the uh, when the premiership rugby is too much for you we'll have a shirt you know Dodger 7 shirt ready for you so uh, <laughs> you know, you'll be on the bench to start with I'm afraid but um, yeah you're not taking my place <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my wingers spot <laughs> wow Perfect. So, yeah, thank you very much, Shinotti. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you for taking up the time. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back out in the premiership soon and uh, see you to uh, run, run over some more Gloucester players. Oh. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Well, we'll get one after that Gloucester game so we can talk about it. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, might be the other way around. <laughs> As you can tell, Neil is the Gloucester fan and we'd like to uh, remind him of that. I'll be in the shed. Don't worry, I'll see you there. Mate, they play some. They play some nice rugby. I'll oh, say well, that. With, with um, you know, with the uh, bloody I forgot his name now. Um, you know about Johnny May going on the, yeah, on the wing Johnny, over there, mate. Oh, you know, going to be so. so jo- Johnny May with that young kid on the other wing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fire. That's fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That back line is looking yeah. immense. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole back line got twelve pieces of centers. You've got. Oh. oh, it's going to be disgusting. Absolutely. They got Sipsy at ten still running the ship. It's like they'll cause havoc. Sips is going to be putting Johnny May in with some crossfields. I can oh, tell. Oh, no doubt, hundred percent, mate. Johnny May is going to be putting himself in for crossfields. Yeah, mate. Have you seen this, Have you seen that kid's transitioning from uh, when he first started to where he is now? It's unbelievable. He's putting. You could tell he's putting the work. Oh yeah. So he's not just a runner. He can actually, like, you know, work, cover, defend. Like, yeah, it's awesome to see his transition into where he's at at the moment. So, like, nah, I like it. I like it. Excellent. Perfect. Thank you, thanks. Big thanks. Yeah, it's been Thank great you having you on, Slotty. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Catch you in a bit. Thanks very much. Cheers, Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye.